Hey everyone, welcome to the Green Chair Conversation Podcast. This is the open, honest, authentic space for us to have dialogue together on life through the lens of faith. It's a space to listen, to grow, to be encouraged, and maybe even challenged as we navigate life together. I'm Pastor Jessica Morris, and I'm excited to welcome you to today's conversation. Today, we get to sit down with Megan Klein from My City Rides. Megan Klein is the Director of Operations for My City Rides, an innovative new nonprofit that is working to address transportation inequality in our city. She and her team offer a reliable and affordable transportation option to empower hardworking Memphians. This Missouri-born mother of two has put her journalism degree to work, building a career in public relations, crisis management, and nonprofit development. Now she considers herself a social entrepreneur specializing in creative, innovative, and insightful problem solving. Not to mention, Megan is a friend of mine who is not only paving the way for women in the workforce, but also is passionate about making an impact for the betterment of our beloved city. In this episode, Megan very transparently shares her journey, her passion, and social entrepreneurial heart with a whole lot of practical lessons along the way. So let's get to it. Meet Megan Klein in The Green Chair. You are in the green chair. Thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. This, this is exciting. This is really exciting. I mean, I've, I told everybody that we're friends, so this is an exciting conversation to, to get to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want us to kind of learn a little bit about who you are. Tell us a little bit about your story. You are not uh, born and raised Memphis. I know. I get that a lot. You're not from around here. Well, I, you're so I, passionate I, about Memphis. That's what I love. Like, yes. It, it kind of took me by surprise that you weren't from Memphis because you just right. have such a heart for it. I think transplants can be that way a yeah. little bit. You know, when you come to the city and you you start to put down roots mm. here and you get excited about things because you're seeing it through fresh eyes. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's a benefit of being a transplant. Um, but yeah, I came to Memphis uh, after college. Okay. I took a job at uh, Archer Malmo, the marketing agency downtown. Okay. Um, um, which was just a wonderful experience. Talk about like an amazing group of creative, passionate, fun people who are really good at what mm-hmm. they do. So being surrounded by that out of college was really exciting and it just brought me downtown. My whole Memphis experience has been the downtown life. Mm-hmm. Um, which again, I think is a transplant thing. Yeah, There's yeah. a lot of us there. So it has been um, a very uh, interesting city to get to know because it is so interesting and quirky and it's a big small town, which it is. I just come from small town, yes. small town, Farmville, Missouri. Yeah. Um, so it, this has been, I think, a, an eye-opening experience, but there's so many mm. cool things happening in Memphis. There's so much innovation. There's so much opportunity, mm. um, which as I kind of navigated myself to the nonprofit Um, world. It just felt like there were ways that people can step up and make a real difference. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what attracted me. Yeah. Okay. So how long, how long have you been in Memphis? Been in Memphis since the early 2000s. Okay. So So you've been here for a while. Yeah. Okay. So tell us about your journey here in Memphis. Mm -hmm. I mean, just careers, how you landed. You're at My City Rides right now. I am at My City Rides right now. Director of Operations. Yes. Okay. Among other things. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Typical nonprofit Uh is. Um, So I started in marketing at, um, at Archer Malmo, which is a big agency. I had an amazing team there. And as I started to get more comfortable with marketing and public relations, I wanted to be able to step out a little bit and, and make some more decisions. So I took some other jobs where I was 
um, you know, on a, a bigger account, but a smaller team, and I was able to learn some new skill sets. Um, but eventually, I found my way into nonprofit at okay. the Boys and Girls Club. Yes. Um, and I became the vice president of development for the Boys and Girls Club as my first nonprofit fundraising job ever. So that was a learning curve. Um, but the Boys and Girls Club has this well-established, like, incredible support network of the board. They have traditional events that they do each year. It's a, a mission that you can absolutely get behind in terms mm -hmm. of helping kids achieve mm -hmm. their full potential, mm -hmm. making sure that they have educational opportunities and enrichment after school, and, and you get to meet these kids and their families, and it's just really rewarding. And so that was a wonderful experience to have from a nonprofit mm -hmm. um, I guess, initial um, role. So I did that um, for four years, and then I, we started a family, my husband and I. Mm -hmm. um, so our son was born in uh, 2013, okay. and that caused us to say, okay, we need to think about how <laughs> we're spending our time. My yeah. husband's a personal trainer. Yes. He owns his own studio. Yes. So his working hours are the opposite of everybody <laughs> else. Um, so it became a, how do we balance this? How do we make sure that we're both present for our family? and um, so I worked. I went back to working a more traditional nine to five, um, still in marketing, still in creative. Um, but I just kept getting pulled back mm -hmm. into nonprofit work because while agency creative is it's fun and it's fast paced and you're always getting to do new things and kind of push the limits about what will get people's attention, what will make a difference to this product or this company or this mission. Mm -hmm. um, you're always reactionary. Mm -hmm. And for me, I wanted to be the one that was looking at the strategy long-term and saying, okay, what is it that we want to affect? How do we make that change happen? What actions do we take along mm -hmm. the way? Um, which you know led me to keep my networking up from my nonprofit time and eventually landed me at a coffee date with Jay Martin, who was a big <laughs> supporter uh -huh. um, of Boys and Girls Club with the Technical Training Center. So the organization as a whole, but they have this great center that it was the first of its kind in the country, Memphis Innovation, again, mm -hmm. um, that was focused on workforce development. So looking at students who weren't thinking about college, that wasn't the trajectory they wanted to be on. They really wanted to go directly into the workforce and be able to make a living wage. Mm. And so the Boys and Girls Club started this technical training center where they could learn about logistics, culinary, um, automotive, and IT. So areas where there are jobs available. Yeah. And so they said, let's, let's get these kids certifications, let's get them soft skills training and start to place them in these industries where Memphis has opportunity. And that way they can start entry level, but there's an, an arc, a place for them to go. Um, to grow into something that's a true career opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, so this had been Jay's heart for, for decades. This mm. is how he'd been investing in Memphis. He's an entrepreneur himself. Yeah. He appreciates people that have hustle and want to work <laughs> yeah. hard um, and, and feels that they should be rewarded for that. Yeah. Um, so that's how the Technical Training Center started. So we're having coffee um, after I have you know, years past Boys and Girls Club experience. And he said, I'm doing this thing. And we're gonna help people get to work. It's gonna be scooters. You should come join us. I said, that sounds like so much fun. I have no idea what I would do for you in that. <laughs> he said, don't worry about that. We'll figure that out. Just come, go ahead and come join the team. 
Oh, wow. So he, he literally wrote down an offer on a napkin. It was one of those moments. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, really fun. That's so nice. I should probably talk to the executive director. Like <laughs> I should get to meet the team and find yeah. out about the mission. Um, and I did. And so I started consulting for okay. My City Rides. Okay. Um, because at that time, I was still interviewing with some other, was interviewing with St. Jude. I was looking at yes. AutoZone. So some yes. big corporate yeah. um, opportunities because I thought maybe that's what I needed yeah. in my personal resume and my experience portfolio mm -hmm. to kind of ramp out the things that I was doing um, but the more I got to thinking about where my city rides was going and what the potential could be to help Memphians get to work um, it just felt like there was good work for me to do and to mm. learn while I was doing it and that's always really attractive mm. to me like where can I grow as a person mm. while being effective for what mm. they're trying to get done um, so that was kind of how my city ride started for me as a consultant and then I ended up being the first full-time hire that oh, the wow. executive director made um, so he brought on myself and my counterpart um, Jason Williford okay. who's our fleet director at the same time so then there were three of us Th okay. then there were three <laughs> and we're trying to kind of solve or provide a solution mm -hmm. for Memphis's transportation problems. And it's a newer company, right? Like it tell is. us a little bit about My City Rides. So My City Rides started in 2017 with okay. Andy. And okay. Andy and Jay sat down and Jay said, we're having trouble, you know, at the technical training center. We, these students get jobs, but then they can't keep the jobs because they can't get there reliably. So they started a loaned car program, but okay. the cars would, they were used or they would break down, and then they were too expensive for the students to fix, hmm. or they would get borrowed by a family member because there was rideshare happening, and so mm -hmm. it was just like this wasn't the solution hmm. that was going to be a long-term fix. And Jay, being a, an entrepreneur with a company that's global, has seen school work in other countries as a primary yeah. means of transportation all over the world yeah. people use scooters and it, and it works for them so he said why can't we do that here mm -hmm. our climate works you know, we're a nice sunny warm place with a few rainy days and about well three days or a week of snowpocalypse yeah. every 58 years <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's doable in Memphis yeah. for this to work from a yeah. climate perspective our city geographically is as big as New York City but we have a twelfth of the population. Hmm. So think about our people being spread so far and wide that a public transit system is always going to have a huge challenge keeping up with where people are living and how they can hmm. route them to the, the employers that need them effectively. So then you've got commute times that are averaging two, two and a half hours. It was a huge, huge issue and he, he brought Andy in and said, how do we fix this? Hmm. Like you're a consultant, think through it and bring me a solution. And so that's what Andy did. He loves thinking about new challenges and, and figuring out the problem solving of it. So he went back and presented Jay with a proposal. This is how I could see it working. You would need these elements, go forth and, and good luck. And, and Jay basically just said, that looks great, you're hired. And that was how My City Ride started. So that was oh, wow. 2017. Andy brought me on board in 2018 to start thinking about systems and application processes and how we would get people through the funnel from introducing them to My City Rides to getting them licensed mm -hmm. and on scooters. And so he started forming a team. So our first flyers, which is what we call our riders, okay. went on the road at the beginning of 2018. Okay. And it's a three-year program. So okay. we are just going to be graduating about 75 folks this okay. year okay. that started with us in 2018. Oh, that's fun. So it's really fun to see kind of the arc of how their experience has been, what have we learned with how we need to provide service and how we need to provide outreach, how we build this culture of mm -hmm. shifting the mindsets, mm -hmm. really, of yeah. I have to have a car to, no, I can 
can make this work and it mm -hmm. can be affordable at $90 a month and include maintenance and liability insurance. Hmm. So it's this package of we get you on the road, we keep you on the road, and then you graduate and you have this vehicle to use as you want to, or by this point maybe you've saved enough that you do have enough for the car that you want to drive yeah. that's going to take your family where it needs to go. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of been that arc of development. Mm. In three years, we have learned so much. We still are learning and growing and kind of adapting the program to be a good fit for the community. But we're really excited about how even we weathered COVID and, and are moving yeah. on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have educated me so much on this. And essentially, like, I remember when you and I were having a conversation or talking about this. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, essentially, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> uh, but essentially, like, it's, it's, there's one lane of getting people jobs. Mm -hmm. But then the, what you were finding and what your, what your team was discovering is that not everybody can get to those jobs mm -hmm. consistently, mm -hmm. whether it's through the bus system, whether it's through, and so this is like a, like I like how you said a creative solution mm -hmm. to finding ways to do that. Um, and is, am I correct on this? Okay. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So I just think that's really neat how mm -hmm. it, and you call it a um, social entrepreneurship. We were just right. talking about this. Uh, and it took me some Googling to mm -hmm. figure out what that means. So explain that to everybody, what a social entrepreneurship means. Sure. So from our perspective, because everybody you know, has their own, yes, you know, yes. especially entrepreneurs, you can't pin them down to anything, but a social entrepreneurship in the way that My City Rides has been created is a an organization that is moving towards sustainability with a missional um, motivation. So we are a non-for-profit, but we're not just about doing good work. We want to truly shift culture and change minds about how something can be done. Hmm. So Memphis is really a hub right now for innovation in the commuter transportation mm. industry. We've been moving products, look at FedEx globally. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's an art form and, yeah. and the city has perfected <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But we still are challenged to get our people where they need to yes. go. Yes. And um, so we're looking at bike share with Commute Memphis and Explore Bike Share. There's the birds, which are mm -hmm. good. And let's make the, def you know, the yeah. distinction. Yeah. A bird scooter yeah. is real good if you're going from Overton Square to Cooper Young yeah. or you're going Short from yeah, north uh, downtown to yeah. South Main. That's great for first mile and last mile. But if you're trying to get from South Memphis to the Nike um, factory yeah. in Frazier, or if you're at Amazon and you're traveling you know, yeah. to at Cordova, this is a big stretch and you need something that's gonna help you travel efficiently. Mm -hmm. So that's where My City Ride steps in. Our vehicles will travel with traffic. Yeah. So you'll, conven you'll scoot from 40 miles to 60 miles an hour, so you'll travel safely with traffic. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna blow anybody's doors off, but let's face it, we don't need any more yeah. of that <laughs> on yeah. the roads. Um, but you can travel com comfortably on secondary and tertiary roads. Yeah. So think Walnut Grove, yes. Poplar, yes. Union, um, down you know, on the parkways. Those are all great ways to get around town and they're beautiful, especially this time of year. So you can travel comfortably and get from the river to out in Germantown. Yeah. I traveled from Midtown today and it I literally me, was about to say yeah, this. I was like, tell us about Audrey. Yeah. 27 minutes on Audrey, yeah. which is my 57 yes. Chevy scooter. Yes. Um, I just covered my microphone, sorry. <laughs> um, Audrey is my 57 Chevy scooter yes. and she um, will get me from Midtown out here in 27 minutes. Yeah. So, I was so impressed. Well, like you beat me here, right? <laughs> like we were talking right. before we traveled out this way. We live very mm -hmm. close to each other. Your mm -hmm. work is right down the street from where I live. And we're texting and you get here and I'm like, well, I'll give her a few more minutes and you you beat me. Yeah. You beat me. Yeah. <laughs> and it was beautiful. I mean, it really felt like it was just open roads, especially by the time I got to Shelby Farms. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, the traffic was just 
cruising right along with me and it was yeah. comfortable and it, it was a really nice way to enjoy my morning commute. Yeah. So I think for people that, for me, I am privileged that it's a luxury for me, yeah. but we're a one car family. Yeah. So whoever's picking up the kids yeah. needs to have the, the four door vehicle with the car seats. Mm -hmm. And then my husband and I both have, I have a scooter and he has a motorcycle. <laughs> so it's like this, you know, we look, we're quite a pair tooling around <laughs> in Midtown. Um, but it's, it's an easy way for us to have, you know, have no car payment right yeah. now. Just have the two wheel vehicle that's getting incredible gas mileage. My yes. scooter gets 89 miles to the gallon. Yes. So 160 miles round trip on about $4 worth of gas. Yes. And it's got to be eco-friendly too. Yeah, 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 it is. I mean, yeah. emissions wise, we're working toward electric. So yeah. that's where we're looking at going for oh, my city neat. rides. Yeah. yeah, but that's a different price point. So we're yeah. trying to find the right <laughs> yeah. fit. Yeah. Um, but for those that are interested, that's something that we're going to be offering. Um, the interesting thing, though, about My City Rides is that 95% of our riders have never been on a motorcycle before. Oh, interesting. So they're not two-wheeled transportation aficionados. Okay. They're people that are giving it a try. And that's really what social entrepreneurship is about, is, in, is shifting culture hmm. and changing mindsets hmm. and making people think about things in a new way that could be a problem solver for a community. Yeah. Okay. So I, what I love about your story, we're mm -hmm. friends, so I know a little bit about this. Yeah. I won't lean in too much. I know my <laughs> friends always get a little bit nervous when I put them in the green chair. All right. But uh, what I love about your story is you've been shifting. You've shifted shifted careers, mm -hmm. you've shifted from Missouri to Memphis, you've mm -hmm. had a lot of shifting along the way. Um, throughout this process, even in, in coming to My City Rise, I mean, mm -hmm. that has been, you've talked a little bit about um, what you have learned along the way. I just, mm -hmm. I love lessons. So tell us some <laughs> lessons along the way, things sure. you've learned, been challenged on, exposed to, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that I've learned is that intentionality mm -hmm. is critical. So when you see something within yourself or within the community that you want to change, you have to take intentional steps. So for me, when I wanted to shift from the, the job that I had, which was a wonderful job on yeah. a great team at Archer Malmo, um, I needed to look at what it was that I wanted to do next mm -hmm. and not just like wait for something to happen. Mm -hmm. um, so with each job shift that I've made, I've I've gotten to a point where it's like, I want to learn this skill, mm -hmm. or I think I could offer this to, to this organization. Mm -hmm. um, and I have gone after you know meeting with people that know a whole lot more than I do, mm -hmm. and sitting at their feet and taking notes and trying to think, okay, this is, this is what's worked for them. How can I apply that in a way that works for me? Um, and it, it, you know, shifted has, it, the shifting has happened based on where I am in my life, yeah. what, it's, what I want professionally, or what I want for my family. Yeah. Um, because each of those shifts, you know, have, mm. they've been something that we've done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So early on, I wanted an opportunity with a place that had talented people that was going to let me do a lot of different things and learn. And that's why I took a job at a smaller agency that would allow me to do more mm -hmm. than just one task, like create mm -hmm. this one report every day. It's not what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. to be able to grow yeah. more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with the nonprofit um, work that I did, I wanted something that was fulfilling, that I felt like would be a benefit for the community that I was living mm -hmm. in, um, and that would make a difference to people. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, I've been doing you know, product-based work, mm -hmm. which has its, its benefits for sure, but there's such a need in Memphis where you've got 
low literacy rates before third grade, where you've got one in four kids living in poverty. You know, these things mm -hmm. need attention and they need talented people to step into those spaces and say, I, I can do this. I can mm -hmm. lend my hands here mm -hmm. for a while. Mm -hmm. um, and it, I think there's just a lot of work to be done that everybody can find something that works for them, whether yeah. it's you're serving on a board, because yeah. we need good board members yeah. from the nonprofit yeah, yeah. perspective. If yeah. I'm going to break a fourth wall, this is it. The city needs good board members. <laughs> so it's somebody that's, that can be passionate about what they're doing yes. and can lend yes. their energy to it and their connections. Because Memphis is all about who you know and who knows you and yes. how you can make an introduction to someone. Um, so that's a way that people can be intentional about, about giving back without saying, I'm going to go live that nonprofit life. Because it's not for everyone. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. And we don't don't need everyone to live yeah. that life, but you can do a little bit here yeah. along the way that can yeah. really help. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just about kind of reflecting on what is it I, I truly want to do? Mm -hmm. um, what's, what is it that my family needs right now? You know, when I made the shift out of nonprofit, it was because my son had just been born. Mm -hmm. I was attending about seven board meetings a month, mm -hmm. and that was all after hours plus four major events, which again were after hours. It's like, this is just not, this isn't a good fit for us. I still love the work, but it's not this season for yeah, me. Absolutely. Um, so I think just acknowledging that and knowing that's okay. Mm. It's all right to step out and do something else and be recharged and refreshed and then be ready to go back into the fray with what the next challenge might be. Mm. That's um, really good. And I think finding ways that you can grow, mm. even if they're a little bit scary, I like that. Um, when I, I was reading Lean In, and yes. you know, I yeah. love Sheryl Sandberg, yeah. and um, what she talks about being able to like recognize that there's a seat on the rocket and just getting on. Like, <laughs> Don't ask which seat. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but if you are, have the opportunity to take a seat on the rocket, do it and, yeah. and get in there. And that was that offer from Jay yeah. when he said, I don't know what this is going to be, but it's going to be fun, and I think you'd be a good fit. Come okay. join us. It's like, I don't know what the job description is. I don't know what you need from me day yeah. to day, yeah. but I do believe in where this is going. So, okay, we'll yeah. figure it out. And it gives you that freedom at that point, at least in that situation for me, to kind of write my own job description and write what it was I wanted to hmm. be doing, which led me down a whole new path of how do I figure out systems and operations? How yeah. do I improve our customer-facing experience? Hmm. Um, which were great, you know, be growth opportunities beyond fundraising and marketing and public relations, and yet it's a nonprofit, so I get to do all those things too. Yeah, <laughs> so. you know that's interesting too because I think sometimes we think before we can step into this new space or before mm -hmm. we can take that next risk, I think we feel like we kind of have to have it all together, right? <laughs> and I love yes. that you're saying, no, learn as you grow, yes. like learn as you go, and and grow as you as you learn, mm -hmm. and so. I think that that's really an interesting challenge for us is that don't be afraid to step into those spaces. Right. If you don't know everything you need to know, you can learn that. You well, know? and Cheryl talks about that yeah. too, you yeah. know, and about women especially. Yes. Women yes. especially, when they look at a job description, say, if I don't meet yes. 100% of what they're looking for, it's just not for me. I'll go get that experience. Men don't suffer that burden. <laughs> Men will just look at an opportunity and go, yeah, I, I'm mostly what they're looking for. Yeah. I'm 60% yeah. of what they're looking for. So I think there's just a lesson to be learned about being bold, yes. especially, I think, post-pandemic. Hmm. There seems to be, at least I, I would hope that there would be, a bit of a, a more accepting and gracious culture right now, especially in the workplace, about 
how you can step into roles and what you can do and how you can learn. Mm -hmm. And people are, are being more adaptable. And so it's a great opportunity to say, I think I can do this. Mm -hmm. I can learn as I go. And as long as you have good communication with your, your people that you're reporting to and your team to say, I don't quite know what's going on here or I need some help with this. I think if you're willing to be vulnerable and raise your hand, yeah. that you know the team will rally around you and it makes the entire team stronger, yeah. um, which is, is what it's been you know, for My City Rides too because the whole experience has been, we don't know how to make this work. It's not being learning. done yeah. anywhere else in the yeah. country. Yeah. There's no mold for us to say this worked someplace else. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a little liberating and like, yeah. We all know that we don't know. Yeah. So we're yeah. just going to figure it out and we're yeah. going to learn as we go. Yeah, that's really great. Mm -hmm. And what I love, and I want to lean into this intentionality piece a little bit, mm -hmm. is, um, you know, you're, you talk a little bit about just having to be so, so intentional. And what I love about that is because I've seen that in your life. You're a very intentional person. <laughs> like literally the reason we're having this conversation mm -hmm. is because you are intentional with me mm -hmm. about saying, hey, I just want to pick your brain on a few things. Mm -hmm. And so we have coffee, we go have breakfast, and you pick my brain, and I'm like, you need to, we need to, we need to take this conversation <laughs> to the green chair. But I, yeah. I love that you, re, you live that, right? Mm -hmm. Like you live that by initiating and networking. You're like a fantastic networker. Um, so talk to us a little bit, practically speaking, what does that look like for us? So those people listening, okay, I, I probably need to be a little bit more intentional. Sure. I'm shifting, I'm moving into different spaces. I know mm -hmm. I need to take that risk. What mm -hmm. does that intentionality look like? Practically, practically speaking. Sure. Oh, yeah, the, the bullet points. Yeah. Um, so I think it's not as hard as what you might think. And hmm. I, I, too, suffer from um, perfection paralysis. Yes. I have to have exactly the roadmap before I'm going to move forward. And then you just sit and, yeah. and you don't move anywhere. And so I think starting with a, a coffee, yes. starting with a breakfast, saying, let me, let mm -hmm. me treat you to a cup of coffee on yeah. a porch, on a patio, whatever yeah. you're comfortable with at this point. And let me just ask you questions. And again, it's the vulnerability. It's being willing to say, I don't know everything I, I want to know about this, but I'm very curious. Mm. And I think that human nature wants to respond to that. We, when somebody shows interest in us, it makes us feel good and it makes us you know, want to give into that. Yeah. Um, so I think just say, I'm going to take the first step. You know, I have young kids in my house, yeah. so there's a lot of frozen in our lives. It's like, do the next right thing. <laughs> That's what you need. The next right step with that, ask a friend to go to coffee or mm. you know, ask a friend to tell you who they know that might be good about it. Mm. and ask them to go to coffee or ask them to make an introduction um, because people want to be to help mm -hmm. we all want connection mm -hmm. um, so I think that that is a is a big step and then just be intentional with how you use your time it's so easy to get sucked into Netflix and you know watching the whole yes. Netflix library yeah. or TikTok and watching all those crazy <laughs> videos which I don't want to admit to but if, if you waste your time yeah. doing those things you don't move forward. Hmm. And so you have this momentary satisfaction of, I just needed to decompress for yeah. a minute, um, but you haven't moved forward. And so it's setting those small goals. Hmm. I'm gonna ask for one coffee date this week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to one TED talk yes. and, you know, and do that while I'm folding laundry or making lunches or whatever, something that you can put in your earbud mm -hmm. and listen to. And just be intentional about learning. Because whether you're learning a, a skill, doing those master classes, or you're you know, watching something happen on a TED Talk, 
or if you're getting to know something that's happening in the community around you. As a nonprofit person, we love when people say, I don't know what you do, can I come by? Can I see it? Hmm. Because they're open to saying, this is the work that we do. Hmm. And there's so many organizations that are doing so many good things that you know, use the internet, do some Googling, ask somebody that's in that realm to say, do you know anybody who is interested in workforce development, has an after school or a reading program that I could do. Like somebody knows, Memphis yes. is too interconnected yeah. Yeah. To, to miss out on it. Somebody yeah. knows a way that you can engage. So just start asking questions. Mm. I mean, maybe that's the journalism background yeah. coming to the forefront yeah. of like, yeah. ask, you, questions. You yeah. ask questions, ask yeah. questions and take notes and then act on it. Hmm. Don't just have a Pinterest board full of things that you're never going to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Set small goals yeah. and then start taking action because it will get easier and easier and you never know what opportunity it's going to lead to or how you're going to find a way that you can shine or, um, or help or you can just make a situation better, whether for yourself or for somebody else, mm -hmm. by taking small, actionable steps. Hmm. That's really cool. So mm -hmm. I love, I'm recapping that. I mean, just even thinking through that. I mean, being intentional with people, mm -hmm. being intentional with time, mm -hmm. being intentional to engage, whether mm -hmm. that is in your city, community, what that looks like. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I would encourage people, email you. I mean, if this My Certainly. City Rides thing is a connection with their... Yeah. Uh, with their company or with mm -hmm. their, they know somebody who could benefit from mm -hmm. this or if they know um, if, if their business could benefit from this, mm -hmm. uh, I'm pointing them in your direction. That's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. They can find me. I'm on, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah. yeah. I'm on Facebook. Yeah. I'm at Megan at mycityrides.org. Okay. Okay. So there's lots of things. You can also get involved in something like your church has ministries that yes. you can get involved yeah. in. Yeah. Junior League has yes. so many nonprofits that they are working with. So there's so many ways yes. to get engaged, but maybe that's not what you're looking for. Yeah. Maybe you're looking for personal yeah. growth that can happen just from yeah. really satisfying coffee dates yeah it just feels yeah. good to connect yeah. with people yeah so you have to just kind of get past you know what if they don't want to meet with me maybe they don't and they tell you no not right now it's okay I don't I don't have time all right okay. yeah you you did it yeah and you'll go do it again yeah. and nobody's feelings got hurt because people are just in different seasons and have different you know time capacity yeah it's okay to get a no yeah, I think that's that's probably the nonprofit. Yeah, out. <laughs> it's okay yeah. to yeah. have somebody tell you no, but they can't tell you no if they never if you never ask. Hmm. People can't read your mind. Hmm. They're, it's just not a skill that any of us have. Even with the loved ones living our own roof, you have to verbalize. I need this. Could you help me with this? You know, yeah. and then let them respond to that. Yeah. Give them that space yeah. and give grace. Yeah, always sprinkle grace around like confetti. Yeah, you know, yeah. in terms of. Yeah. Yeah. Being understanding about where somebody might be with their schedule, or and especially with yourself, especially if you get a couple of no's, it's okay. Yeah, that's not a failure on your part. <laughs> you did the thing and you asked yeah. the question. That was yes. the first step. Yes, that's mm -hmm. really good, Megan. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> that I really like. I am so challenged by that. Just being intentional with all of those areas in my life. I think mm -hmm. that is. Uh, so important and so key for for so many of us. So thank you so much for sharing oh, that with us. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is really exciting. <laughs> thank you so much. Mm -hmm. And that is a wrap for our Green Chair Conversation with Megan Klein. Thank you so much for being here with us. Remember, today's conversation doesn't have to end here. I would love to connect with you and hear your thoughts about today's conversation or even topics or people you want to hear from. So feel free to send me an email. Also, we would love, love, love for you to take a moment, encourage someone today by sharing this conversation with a friend. You can also watch any previous conversations at hopechurchmemphis.com slash 
slash GCC or on YouTube as well as listen on any podcast apps. We love you guys and I'll see you next week.